Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we are doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. I'm here with Dr. Stavros. We are the USMLE guys. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to actually integrate review into your USMLE prep. Students think that they're reviewing. Oftentimes, they're not or they're not doing it the right way. And that's what we're going to talk about and clarify for you today. All right, Doc, let's dive in. Let's talk about actual review. Now, a lot of students think that USMLE prep is just doing questions, more and more questions. How many times have, has a student said to you, I haven't had a chance to review because I have to get more questions done? Is that a common theme? Every day, all the time. Yeah. Because they, they feel that they need to continue doing questions, they need to continue swinging that golf club or that tennis racket or whatever instrument out there. But that really understanding the dynamics and maybe you need to go take a few steps back and work on your technique, right? So they say review, they can't review, they do more questions. And then when they do more questions, they still don't review the actual explanations. And they cut corners and they go, well, I don't have, to, if I get it right, I don't have to review. That's big no-no. Then they go, well, if I get it wrong, I'll just review the, the explanation. Okay, but then it's like, sometimes they skip out on that too. So all they do is keep working on the structure of doing more questions and they, they don't see the scores and they get frustrated. You have to spend time reviewing yeah. the information. I don't know how many times I've had students who say, I am doing 80, 100 questions a day, but I'm not getting any better. Guys, at the end of the day, it's because you can do, you know, you can do as many questions as you want. That doesn't, questions alone aren't going to help you improve. What really, I think the most bang for your buck when it comes to USMLE prep, questions are good, but as we always like to say, there's, there's a, a, they play a particular role. It's not just more questions equals a higher score or else what would, everyone would do 10,000 questions. And if it was mm-hmm. all about question volume, there'd be so many more question banks out there. But that's just not the case. So let's talk how, what, why, and when. So first of all, how do you review? Very simple. My recommendation is pick a time in the morning and then after your, your, your daily questions to actually review. So meaning, let's say from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., you are just doing questions. Maybe from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., you do review of material you've covered yesterday, the day before, the fresh stuff. Maybe after you do questions, so maybe from like 4 to 6 p.m., you're going to review older, older stuff, stuff you touched on last week, the week before that, so that you're continually going through stuff you've already seen. That way, you keep it fresh, you continue to push it into your long-term memory, and that's really what helps you be able to draw on things on exam day when it pops up. So, that was eleven. how? Two, two, two little periods a day. Now, as far as what? 
What do you recommend students to use? I know what I do. I want to hear what you say. What do you recommend students use to actually review material? Their own notes. Their own notes. I mean, I mean so you, the, the concept of review, many people don't even know what review means. They, they go to, and, and, and let's just put it this way. Some students we know out there right now watching, they don't want to write notes. They don't want to create their own notes. Their notes are very poor. No problem. I understand. Then you have the first aid. The first aid is a glorified, beautiful notebook there for you. Wasn't You didn't create it. It was created for you, so to speak, right? And what I tell students is if you're not creating notes during your school, if you're not creating notes during your study sessions, then what are you using to review? The first aid. Okay. The first aid is high yield. Do you know every page? Well, I read it three, four times. Then did you try a crash course? Yeah, I'm not getting the quizzes right because you don't know the information. You're reading the quest, you're reading the pages, and by all means, I've tried this, right? I scan through the pages and I realize the eyes they target to the sentences that you're used to, right? Yeah. So then when you take a quiz, it's like, well, I don't even know where that came from. Well, it's there on page four, line six. You're like, oh my God, I read it five times. I didn't even see it because your mind focuses on the the comfortable things and stuff that are more commonly seen on that page. So that's why reviewing people like, oh, I review, but what are you reviewing? I don't like to take notes. Then what are you reviewing? The first day. That's the point. I tell students, you should take detailed notes, review your notes. If you took notes for a week's worth of material, review is not going to take you a week. It should take you three days, maybe two days. Next time you review, one day, then three hours, then one hour. I have like scenario where like you see sports on TV, like, you know, when, they, when you have like, when you go skiing down the mountain before they go, you see them like map out like the trail, same thing. You want to make sure you know exactly the material over and over and over again. If you don't do that, my friend, you go to exam day, you're not going to do well. Material is very, very cold, very far away. Yeah, you need to be able to call on things almost automatically so that you can yeah. then do the deeper dive. Because if, if you've got a complex question and you can't remember a little detail about a medication, um, I can't remember, does it close <laughs> potassium channels? Does it close sodium channels? I don't remember. Guess what? Now it's a guessing game. But it's something sure. so small and trivial, you overlooked it. But if you hadn't, then all of a sudden you know for sure. Then you can make a more educated attempt at the actual question. All right. So I agree. I, I, I think notes are – there's nothing better than creating your own notes. A students will always push back, almost always, because it takes time. And for some reason, everyone's in a rush to take the test before they're prepared. Anyway. I don't know why. That's just a yeah. scenario. Now, um, you know, I, I said at the beginning, let's touch on how, what, why, and when. I think the how and when, sort of I said before and after, sort of covers the same thing. So let's just finish off with the why. Why is it so important to review? So let me just spit out what I think oh, are the oh, important oh. reasons, and then I'll let you sort of uh, piggyback on that. Why? Well, like I said before, if you don't know all the details, then you're going to look at a question and there's going to be gaps in your knowledge and you're going to have to fill in those gaps with guesses. Now, if you have to guess three or four little things about a question or where they're leading you, hey, they give me all the, uh, I know it's a genetic disorder, but I don't know, is it, uh, is it FAP? Is it one of the other polyp diseases? Uh, I'm going to assume it's this. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you make that incorrect guess, then all of a sudden you're headed down the wrong path. So if, if this is point A and point B is right there, 
if you have to make all these little decisions throughout the vignette as you're reading it that you don't even realize you're making, it's subconscious, you know, instead of going from A to B, you might be going from A and uh, I'm a little veered off because I wasn't 100%, I'm a little more veered off. Before you know it, it turns into a guessing game. So that's the first important why. Um, and the other one I think just equally as important is confidence. I mean, if you go into your exam and you are not just dead confident in your ability to score very, very well, you're probably not going to score as well as you possibly could. Confidence is so important, but that confidence has to be earned. Like you can't just be yeah. like, you can't be like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to crush this thing because I'm the man. No, you have to go in and say, I'm going to go in and crush this thing because I'm the man because I did 500 hours of review on top of all my questions and I just know my stuff cold. So being able to decipher between the, the, the minutia so that you can get to the right answer or at least get to a point where when you're picking an answer, you're more confident than not. And the other thing is just to build your confidence because it's a tough exam, guys. Step one, CK. Even though CK is a little easier, it's a tough exam. You know, I remember on my CK exam, um, you know, it's a lot of it is what's the next best step. And you always think to yourself, it's pretty common sense like if I got a GI problem chances are it's it's uh, it's an ultrasound or it's a CT or an MRI I'll be okay on exam day and then when you're in the exam you're like you know I remember that ultrasounds are good but I also remember that there was a specific reason why a CT was better here but I can't exactly remember what that was done I'm having flashback nightmares just thinking about it but <laughs> had I implemented more of my own advice meaning Tons of review. I probably didn't do enough review. And and one of the things that we have our students using now that is a game changer is the drill sessions. Had I implemented more of that, I would have probably scored quite a bit higher. Even though I did very well on CK, I probably would have scored a lot higher because I wouldn't have been guessing when yep. I should have yep. just known. And I'm guaranteeing a lot of you guys probably feel the same way. You know how many students, and right now what the ones watching listen to us, they'll say, and they've said to us, I narrowed it down to two, and then I, I choose the second best answer. Okay, that's a why. Second why. Yes. Well, I overthink. And because I overthink, you know, I get the wrong answer. I doubt myself. These are the top three things that happen every single, literally out of eight out of 10 students that jump on our sessions, coaching programs, that's, like their, that's their, the hurdles that they have. And then we work together side by side, one on one, to overcome this because it takes time it doesn't happen overnight because you do the questions but you can't just you know assume you're going to learn the information you have to learn the information and you have to then work more doing more questions so let it find the information and then stop in the second guessing so i tell students you know what you want to feel good that you narrowed it down to two but i'm not impressed because you chose the wrong one either way you don't get points for second best you get points for the right answer also that's why you do it exposed also and i'm just I'll, i just want to jump in real quick if you're narrowing most of your questions down to two and then you're guessing, you know the odds, I think I mentioned this in a previous uh, uh, Coach's yeah, Corner, yeah. the odds yeah. that if you have to flip that coin Oof. 300 times that you're going to get, let's say, heads 90% of the time, which is awesome. you know like guessing in the right way, it's impossible. It's, yeah. it's right. astronomically low that that's ever going to happen. And so I'm really glad you brought that up. If Keep going and then I'm gonna jump no, no. in. Yeah, and that ties into literally, as we say, review, because we all think this way. I already read Biochem. 
That's amazing. You think it's you think you're just gonna read it once and you're gonna really remember everything? No. Then you say, well, I read it three, four times. I want you to read it as many times as possible, exposing yourself, just like watching a movie, right? You watch a movie 50 times, guaranteed after third, fourth, fifth time, there's certain lines you haven't seen or you don't remember certain scenes or certain jokes. Like it, you build, you keep adding 2%, 3%, 4% more of that stuff on your foundation. So then on exam day, I've tried this recently with our students, some is memory, some is recall, some is like, I've been working on my gut feeling and I know the answer is B. Why? I can't explain it. I'm not a, I'm not a biostatistics major. I'm not gonna go to get a PhD, but I know this answer is B because I've I've concluded and excluded the other ones as being wrong. Yes. So you see, you're not gonna memorize everything. No. Those who try to memorize, best of luck. It's it's gonna take you years and every month that goes by is, is gonna hurt you. So there's a there's a nice fine balance. Exposure, review. Those reviews succeed, those who don't. Guess what? The food's gonna get cold. I tell students, I like, cook in a meal. You come over running late. Do I put the food aside to get cold or I put it on the back burner and keep it warm? You have to keep the food warm. You gotta keep the material warm or by the time you get to the seventh topic system, the last seven weeks of biochemistry you did seven weeks ago means nothing. You're like, I don't know anything about TCA cycle. And then it begins a vicious cycle and you get upset, get down, get depressed, get sad. I love, I love that analogy. You gotta keep the food warm. I mean, I came up with it a little while ago because it makes a lot of sense. It's like, well, how do you keep the food warm? Well, you keep it on the back burner. How do you keep material that you haven't seen in seven weeks warm? You keep using drills, coaching. You, you have a coaching sessions with us. You have a crash course to say, well, I read first aid. Did I really read it or did I just yeah. mechanically go through it? There's a big difference. Quizzes are key. Yeah. I, I, the points you brought up were fantastic. I mean, that's probably one of the most challenging issues uh, over the years with students when they come down to those two questions is trying to tell them, hey, it's not necessarily strategy. It's that you're down to a question that looks pretty similar. And typically there are small nuances or differences that makes one correct and the other not correct. And the only reason why you don't know that it's not because you've never seen it. It's because you just didn't, like you said, dig in deep enough, enough. You got to see that yeah. stuff enough. And yeah, that's one of the biggest things you can do to fix. Um, and I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking, okay, great, you guys are telling us we need to make more notes. If you don't have time to do notes, yes, you can use someone else's notes. Is it the best? No. no. It's best to always have your own stuff. But if you are in a position now where you need to really, really you know, drill stuff in your head, get our drill sessions. I mean, there's thousands of thousands of questions done for you. And if you don't want to do it, I don't care. We don't need the money. I'm just saying it's there for you to help you. Um, same thing with our crash course. If you're using first aid and you're not getting any better, why? Like you said, doc, you're skipping over the stuff that you're not familiar with. And so when we ask you very simple, straightforward questions or say, hey, based on this page, here's a couple questions, fill in the blanks. All of a sudden you're like, oh boy, I thought I knew it and I don't. <laughs> so go back and learn and then you're good. So, you, you know, we have, we have tools here. The tools we built fill in the gaps for students' biggest concerns. Using first aid and not really getting the most out of it and not having a great review source. So drills, crash course, if you want it, it's there for you. There's a link below. Um, so you said coming down to two questions. Um, what were the other things you said? Because it, was, was, it, was, it was basically coming down, like narrowing it down to two. It was that gut sensation and then overthinking versus doubting yourself. Because some people right, overthink. Right, versus, overthinking. Yeah, yeah, overthinking. That's yeah. that's what I was looking for. Um, 
you'll overthink things that you are not 100% confident, right? I sure. mean, if you know that the answer is absolutely positively B, you don't have Excuse to overthink it. But what you yeah. overthink is when you have two or three things that look similar and then you the, the wheels start to spin. Drilling and reviewing and really digging into those that minutia eliminates this, this whole, hmm, is it this or that? Because you know. And like you said, the more you see it, you build two percent, you get one percent better, another percent better. Before you know it, you know it all. You've memorized the movie, like you say. So I think this was um, good. Is there anything else you want to add? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it comes down to is, you know, for the students that we have in our coaching programs, I always want to bring this up. Uh, what's nice is is we can say, hey, listen, don't overthink. Hey, listen, stop second guessing yourself. Yeah, great. It doesn't happen overnight. I used to have that problem in step one. I used to always second guess because, I mean, I didn't know it, right? I didn't yeah. review as much. What we do is we share screen with our students and a lot of times there are sessions and we do five, ten questions and I work with them. We work with them to stop this habit because it upsets me, upsets us when you study so much, you know the information, and unless you have some guidance to kind of push you to say, listen, stop overthinking and let's fix this this this, this bad habit, you'll never get to the next stage. So no matter how, how much you study, how hard you study, how much information you know, when you get to doing questions, you freak out, second guess, wrong answer, right to wrong answer, and then you don't get the numbers you deserve. So it just takes time, guys. Who was watching this or listening to this, if you're doing it, it does take time. Give it time and you will get better. So. Yeah, do do the right thing and and, give, and be patient. Give yourself the time. Uh, consistency is key. You know, oh, yeah. there's an, um, one of my favorite books, uh, if you guys are interested in really learning about um, the power of habits, is it's called The Compound Effect, uh, written by Darren Hardy. And he talks about how two people can do the same thing for months and months and months. And the results for both people are, are I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Two people, let's say one guy's working out consistently, the other guy's not, he's skipping the gym. Maybe 12 months later, you guys don't look all that different. But then all of a sudden, the guy who's been doing everything correctly, it's 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 like what, looking at a stock chart, all of a, um, a compounding interest chart. You, you, nothing happens and all of a sudden, boom, you start to get this exponential result because you put in the time. And the same, things with, the same thing happens with step one. Students expect that overnight they're going to be scoring 260 just because they started to do things correctly. No, you want to do the right things consistently and over time that compounds to just astronomically good results. And this isn't just USMLE, but like this is life advice, which is why I love that book and I recommend you guys uh, check it out. But the, the, the more you know, the less second guessing you'll do, the less frustration, the more confidence. It's just, it all works, but you gotta review consistently. Anything else? Love it. No, right. man, it's good to go. All right, thank you guys help for- this and Help implement this. Absolutely. I, I hope you guys do too, because this is this is the stuff that we teach our, our, we talk to our coaching students about and it yeah. works. Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you wanna learn more about how you can work with us either one-on-one, -on -one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode.